And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Well, this morning, if you wouldn't mind opening up your Bibles or your smartphones to Genesis chapter 22. We are going to study and look at a story in scripture about a father and a son. And we are um, continuing our series called Influencers. You know, there are men and women in the Bible that influence us. They show us sometimes what to do, sometimes what not to do. But scripture is full of men and women who give the influence that we need to have in our everyday life. I know that it seems like sometimes it's so long ago and what we have is irrelevant to what we're walking through today. But can I tell you, it's so much more relevant these days than I think we have ever seen. And it's so important as we move forward in our life that we do build it on the firm foundation of God's word. You know, I know sometimes that we, maybe not, maybe some of us did not have a great earthly father, so this day is a little difficult. And I want to let you guys know that there is a heavenly father. And I know it seems like, well, I didn't have in flesh. Can I tell you, as great as my earthly father is, my heavenly father is so much better. He is perfect in every way. And so I encourage you not to look at the loss that you had here in this world and in this life, but the reassurance that you have that your heavenly father knows all about you and he loves every part of you. He created you and he is here for you. Um, as we open up our Bibles to Genesis chapter 22, we're going to read a, a good portion of that today and as we talk about fathers and, and sons. But before we do that, I want us to prepare our hearts with our prayer that we say every week. Can we say this together? Father, as I open your word today, speak to me. May I have ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the courage to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. So I know we got some people here that love Disney World. You guys, how many Disney people do we have in here? Oh, we got, we got a few. And how many people like more of like a universal roller coaster, that kind of world? Marvel Comics, some Spider-Man, some... So when we were uh, first married, we lived in a little town called Deland, Florida that was, you know, just, um, just east of Orlando. So while we lived there, because I love roller coasters so much, Ryan and I had annual passes to Islands of Adventure and Universal because I love going on roller coasters. I love the thrill of it. I love, now the older I get, the more nauseous I get. That was a really, really difficult realization um, that I cannot ride roller coasters so much. But I love, there's one roller coaster in, in Islands of Adventure that it was my first stop and I would just keep going back to it over and over again. And it's called the Incredible Hulk. Has anybody ever ridden that roller coaster in Orlando? Okay, what I love about this roller coaster is, you know how some roller coasters, it's like, chick, chick. It's the anticipation of like climbing up the hill. This one shoots you out like you're in a cannon. So it's like all of the sudden you are pushed forward and then all of the sudden you drop down. It's the best ride ever. I remember when I was five years old and we went to Disney and we went on this little ride called It's a Small World. 
Have you guys ever been on that? Okay, so I remember going on when I was five years old, and I was like, oh my goodness. You know, I was kind of scared, and, and it, it was just all these moving things and lights, and it just seemed so fast until... I took my kids to Disney about mm, 25 years later, and I went back on that same ride, and I was like, the only thing scary about this is the little people. Listen, Disney can scare you. Like, those little people in a, it's a small world are scary looking. But it was so slow, and I was like, I don't remember it being this way. But I realized, well, I had been on The Incredible Hulk, I had had this shot of adrenaline, right? I had experienced this amazing encounter with just, you know, G-force. And so when I went back onto It's a Small World, it was just a little slow. You know, our spiritual life and our spiritual walk is not meant to be slow and safe and just walk around. It's supposed to be a G-force, shot out of a cannon. God desires, and here's our sticky statement for today, God desires and wants to make us braver, not safer. He wants us to be brave, not safe. And can I tell you, in this day and age, we better be brave. We better stand up for the word of God and what it says. We better show this next generation what it's like to be a Christian. And I don't mean just the holiness. I mean the fruit, the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness. We are meant to be brave. And as we look at the story of Abraham and Isaac, I want you to know Abraham was brave in this moment. Now, if you read through the whole story of Abraham, there were plenty of times when he was not brave. He got scared. I mean, he, they, his wife was, was beautiful, and he was so afraid that they were gonna, this one king was going to kill him to take his wife. So he said, just, just tell him you're my sister. I mean, th- that's not brave. But in this moment, as God was developing Abraham's character, when he gets to this point in his life, he reacts with a brave response to what the Lord had asked him to do. And so as we look in Genesis chapter 22, we see that God is about to test Abraham. See, Abraham was given a promise at the age of 75. In Genesis 5.15, he says that he was given a promise, look up at the stars in the sky, that's gonna be your descendants. I promise you, you're going to have this wonderful, wonderful family. Abraham took it into his own hands, and he had Ishmael. And then the Lord said, that's not who I'm asking for. I'm going to bless you with a son. And then he gets Isaac. And we see here in Genesis chapter 22, it says, Uh, Verse 1, it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, listen to this, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go. God was testing Abraham. And we're going to see here that Abraham's response was not safe. The promise that he had been waiting for for years. What are you waiting for? 
What does God promise you that you have been waiting for for years? I thank the Lord that he does not test us in this way anymore because this one was really hard for me. As Ryan and I were talking about, thank goodness Ryan and I discuss his messages before he starts them for uh, Sunday morning. But as we were talking about it, I told him, I said, I, I don't know, babe. I don't know. And can I tell you this morning when at 5 a.m. when my son was getting into the car without me and driving off not knowing what, w- what was wrong with him, I was like, okay, Lord, like, I've got to trust you. The trust that Abraham had in this moment, friends, it, it, it became so real to me because I would love to think that I trust God with my kids, the most precious thing that I have in my life. But do I really? Do you really trust God with the thing that you love and hold so dear? And that's a good question for us to ask if it's our future. You know, our plans, our ways, what we decide, this is, this is the path I'm going to walk. Do we trust God if he says, let's not go that way? Maybe, maybe it's, you know, financially. Maybe it's, you know, we, tr- we, we haven't started giving our tithe yet because we don't trust that God really will bless us as we give our tithe. I can tell you this, friends, he does. I can promise you, there have been moments where we did not know where our groceries were coming from, and God provided. Have you ever held onto a blessing so tight that you wanted to be in charge and in control of it? And Abraham, in this moment, had to let go. said, go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain I will show you. We go on to verse three, and it says, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his son and donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him. Don't we see such a difference between Jonah last week and Abraham this week? Jonah said, God said, Jonah, go to this place, and he ran in the opposite direction. Moses said, all right, I'm going to get up early the next morning, and here we go. He made a decision to be brave and to obey what God had said. Verse four says, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. I love this. We will worship, then we will come back to you. What faith. Abraham, as he has walked through this this life of just consistently failing God and and not doing what he was supposed to do. And when I read the life of Abraham, I'm so very thankful that God is a God, and Ryan says this all the time, not of a second chance, but of another chance. He just gives another and another and another and another. Have you ever messed up and you're like, God, I do not deserve another chance? He's like, oh no, I'm going to give you one. And usually what he does is he tests us on the exact same thing that we just failed. 
I love that God is a God of another chance. And in this moment, he did. Abraham did what God had spoken to him. You know, I'm not entirely sure why, but over that hundred years of his life, he had had enough experiences with God that he understood that he could not be in control anymore. You know, as I was, as I was going over this um, this morning, but then also as, as Ryan and I were, were going over it this week, I realized there's a lot of things in my life that I like to control. Anybody else? Anybody else like to have some sort of control in their lives? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's hands everywhere. We could just have an altar call right here, right now. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons why, as, as we, were, we were singing those songs, it really hit that God's way is the only way. I have made so many messes in my life trying to take control and t- trying to take charge instead of submitting and humbling myself to his word. And this right here shows that Abraham, over the years, had gotten to the point where his immediate response was yes. And as I was thinking about it, my control stops me sometimes from saying yes to God. Doesn't it? Doesn't it sometimes, it it makes you hesitate to say yes. I want to be the person that when God speaks, I go. When God speaks, I respond with a yes, sir. What would you have for me to do? You know, I got to tell you, those that have been in the military understand this more than anybody else. Because when their officers say go, you don't think, "Mm, maybe. Can we discuss this? If you wouldn't mind, I just would love to hear your heart on that. No, no, no. (laughs) They just go. We, friends, we need to be that in our relationship with the Lord, that when he speaks, we go. And it's hard sometimes. I know it's hard to let go, especially of the blessings that God has given us. One of the things that um, I shared with with the teenagers this last week, Ryan and I were, were both... Um, athletes in high school and in college. And Ryan got injured in high school. Um, And so he wasn't able to play, um, but he was a a very good basketball player. Um, Went on a high school scholarship to a private school in North Carolina. He was on all the Nike teams. He was just an incredible athlete. And because of his injuries, that was really taken away from him. I have a little different story. At the age of 15, God told me to go into music. And I was really shocked by that. I was only 15. You know, I didn't think I could really hear the Lord, but I, I did. I knew I did. And, and I didn't do it. I, I was good at the sport that I played, and I knew that I was going to be able to go to college on a scholarship. And so I chose my way. For two years, I can tell you, I, I was miserable 
I was absolutely miserable in college. I kept trying to take voice lessons and take uh, piano lessons and join choirs, but, but basketball was so consuming that that's what I had to do And until the Lord finally just removed it from me. I took a year off of college and I, and I got to the point where I got before the Lord and I was like, whatever you need for me to do, that's what I'm going to do. I pushed it all aside, and it was immediately after that that he called me into music and into worship. I think back what I lost if I hadn't have fought him and said no to him at the age of 15 when I finally stepped in to my calling at the age of 21. Sometimes we don't respond well, but God is so faithful. He is so faithful. Verse 6, we're going to see here what, Ab- what Abraham does here in verse 6. He took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he carried himself, and he, he, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. This is a really important statement. Isaac was the one that carried his own burnt offering, the offering, the wood for the burnt offering. Isaac carried it. As these two men, as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. God himself will provide. See Abraham's faith there? God himself will provide. So here's Isaac beginning to question, like, what's, what's going on here? I, I'm, I'm carrying this on, on my back, but, and I see the altar, and I see the, the wood for the fire, but where's the lamb? When they reached the place God had told him, this is verse 9, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar in top of the wood. Now listen, Isaac was strong enough to carry the wood for the offering on his back up that mountain. You don't think he could have fought his father? You don't think he could have fought his father? Listen, this wasn't just a test for Abraham. This was also a test for Isaac. And he saw the faith of his father. He saw the faith of his father. Do you know that sometimes when we have difficulties and testings in our life, it's not just so that we can see the greatness of God, but it's so that others around us can see it too. In verse 10, it says, Then Abraham he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Look how many times Abraham said, here I am, here I am. Verse 12, do not lay a hand on the boy and do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God 
because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Friends, this is a picture of the love of the Father for us because he did not, he did not hold back his son, his only son, to die on the cross for our sins. He did not withhold any good or perfect gift from us. It's a very powerful statement to understand that this is a picture of who Jesus is. You see, Abraham had to give up what he valued the most. In verse 13, it says, Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. So he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Verse 15, watch this. It says, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have not done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars. Remember that promise back in Genesis 15? It was said there, it was fulfilled here. This was the fulfillment of that. Because he was obedient to hear the voice of the Lord and to do what God said. You know, one of the questions that Ryan and I ask ourselves consistently is what is off limits in my life? What do I hold off limits to God? You know, it's something that we search inside of ourselves consistently. You see, we're human we're, we're just flesh. And so there are times in our life where we have to consecrate ourselves before the Lord and say, what's inside of me that's not like you? What's inside of me that I am holding back and not giving over to you? And can I tell you, there have been quite a few times where attitudes have been wrong, where, you know, responses have been, you know, my kids told me the other day, my girls told me, because I was like, said something about being nice, and my girls looked at me, and they kind of looked at each other, kind of side-eyed, and looked back at me. I was like, I am nice. I am kind. I am just honest. To which Jordan said, yeah, mom, brutally. And I said, well, you're my kids. So it just comes out in a much different way. But I still love you. But you're going to go clean your room because it's a mess. You know what I mean? And, and so sometimes our responses in our life isn't what God desires for it to be. So as we submit ourselves to the Lord and allow him to search us and tell us this isn't right, this critical attitude, this critical thought, that's not right. Listen, friends, I, I do have to say, I saw this, I, I think, Jay, it was on yours that I saw. I, I watch Jay's Facebook all the time because it's hilarious. He puts all of these memes up. But one of it was, it was, I think it was um, Snoopy in Woodstock, and Snoopy said, um, everyone keeps praying that God would heal our land, but they haven't yet humbled themselves before him. That verse of scripture where it says, that I will humble myself and then come and heal my land. We as believers should walk humbly before the Lord and before each other, not thinking we know it all 
and that our little group knows everything that we should know. I mean, listen, there are times in our life where God's going to test some areas of our life and stir some things and say, is this, are, do you really trust me? Are you really living for me? And, and our responses show whether we are or not. But here in verse 17, the promise of the blessing comes. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, as the sun, as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of your enemies, in verse 18, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Through your offspring, Abraham, will come one that will bless every nation on this earth. And that is our Savior, Jesus. Friends, we can trust him. We can trust him. His ways are better than our ways. And so what is he asking you to do today? Ali, if you wouldn't mind coming on up to the keys. What is he asking you to do today? Where is he testing you in your heart, in your walk with him and in your relationship with him? Are we holding on close to our promises as our own or are we submitting and giving them back over to the Lord? You know, before we pray and we come out here on uh, Sunday mornings, I love to remind the team that our gifts and our abilities and our talents are not ours. They were given by God, so we give them back to him. What has he blessed you with? What has he placed in your hands? What promises has he put in your life that you can say with an open heart and with an open hand, it's not really mine. As I was praying today for my own child, I was praying for your children. Because the hardest thing to do is open up your hands and give your kids back to the Lord. I started praying that they would be saved, that they would be on fire for Christ, that the foundation and the firm foundation that you taught them from years ago would come back to their memory that your children and your grandchildren would be saved. If that's you today, and maybe you're a, a dad in this place and, and you feel like you've, you've blown it, that you didn't do it God's way, can I tell you today, there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. And God gives us another chance to do it again. Maybe you're a mom in this place and you, you have struggled with letting go of control. I can tell you this, God will help you release those things that you're afraid of to him. Maybe you're a teenager in this place today and you desire so much for the will of God in your life up to a point. But there are some things that you still want to make the decisions on yourself. I encourage you today, take a moment, 
give your life plans over to the Lord and allow him to order your steps. Maybe today, maybe today you find yourself all alone. That you have no one to turn to. It feels like you have no family and no friends. Today, can I tell you, the promises of God in your life are yes and amen. And he will take care of you. And he will bless you as you surrender your will and your way and your plans to him. Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, help us today to let go of the things that hold us back. Lord, you desire for us to be brave, to walk this life. Lord God, trusting you totally and completely. And may we become like Abraham, that though we have made mistakes in our past, that today when you call on us, we will say, yes, sir, we will go. Yes, sir, you will provide. Lord, I ask for those, Lord, who, who are struggling today. That today, Heavenly Father, you would speak peace and calm to them. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome your sweet conviction that will set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.